Smell that corn? We got something cooking in the oven, baby. Well, we got cooking. It's Thanksgiving time, baby. We got some good dinner. I thought you were saying episode 24. Oh, we're on 24 now? Wow, we are on the same amount as Keeper Sutherland's amount of episodes per season of 24. Did they have 24 episodes per season? 24, one was each hour. Why do you think that is? Gimmicks. Oh. <laughs> uh, Imagine, dude, if, if, if you had a camera on you for 24 hours... What would be the most like? What which hour would be the most uh, exciting to viewers? Hmm. <laughs> well, probably that hour where I'm awake with Jamie, Emily's still asleep, and I'm trying to like play video games or something while he's crawling around <laughs> my face. That'd be kind of exciting, and then get boring really quick. Um, I think unless the lot- camera's like fixated on what you're actually doing on, yeah. on the game, yeah, and I'd just be live streaming. What game are you playing um, right now? Sometimes I switch between just like, hey, I'm going to get like a Madden game in or I'm going to get 2K Benji? game in. Um, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna just, you know, just power on through after that one. Um, Benji Madden is... Good Charlotte. My jokes yeah, are funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good Charlotte's... Was he the guitarist? I don't know, dude. That's too much. I don't know. I think Benji, Benji. was the guitarist and Joel was the singer. Sounds about right. Brothers. Um, no, and then the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out. What's really dope is Kent hooked me up with... All of his games that he buys, which is a ton, and I get them for free. So I can just try out basically any game that comes out because he basically buys every game that comes out. So I've been trying out this new Assassin's Creed game. I'm about one hour in um, because – and that's been three days of playing because Jamie gives me about 20 minutes of like him being chill enough for me to play in the morning until I have to take over as dad man. Dude, the Assassin's Creed games honestly are way fun. Even – I feel like they're all kind of the exact same. Yeah. But – just having an open world where you just sneak around and do flips with knives and, you know, secretly assassinate people for whatever reason. I don't know why that's a little dark, but it's so much fun. Same with like the, did you ever play the Tom Clancy like Splinter Cell games? Dude, funny story you brought this up. This is good content. Um, we didn't plan this by the way. No, original Xbox. I had Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. And the, the gimmick in that game was you had, like, your squadron of four dudes, and then before each time you started playing, like, each map, you would send another squadron of guys to go out, and it was, like, you would just, like, draw on the map, and they would go. Oh, right, right, right. right. So I played that like whole Ghost game. Recon? Yeah. Um, it might have been Ghost Recon, maybe. Either way, I was playing it, and um, I got through the entire game without losing a soldier, and I'll never forget, I forget his, his first name, but last name was Wilkerson. He died. He's a young man, 20 years old, died on the final mission of that game for me. And honestly, I was shook, man. I lost a guy. Dude, I <laughs> to what, Private Wilkerson? Yeah, Private Wilkerson. The thing is, is this is November 12th, and uh, yesterday was Veterans Day, so wow. may his name be honored. Uh, a little belated, but uh, nonetheless, shout out to Wilkerson. Honored, but maybe not as much as real-life human yeah. veterans. Honestly, shout out to all the real veterans out there. Um, shout out to Nick Greninger, by the way. Random Splinter Cell memory. He used to come over to my house all the time, and we played the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell, where you have to like sneak around in the shadows and like break into stuff and break people's necks, and like always, you know, for the good of the United States. You know, you're in like Azerbaijan and Georgia, you know, taking out terrorists and um, terrorist organizations. And I just remember one of my very few memories was like, obviously, the more you can stick to the darkness, the obviously less that they're going to see you. Believe it or not, because humans can't see in the dark wow. very well. What do you remember most about that game? Well, what I'm about to say is, I remember if you get in the light too much, randomly, like something like some over the intercom will come say, "You're lit up like a Dutch brothel." <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us knew what that meant, but we thought the name was hilarious. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I Dutch. Oh, 
Yeah, Amsterdam. Exactly. And so uh, I remember that was in like eighth or ninth grade. And then from then on, for whatever reason, Nick and I had this thing where we'd say something about a Dutch brothel. And we probably didn't even know what it was. Or at least I didn't until, I don't know, a few years later. So anyway, shout out, dude. Um, what I remember most about Splinter Cell is just like putting on the uh, night vision goggles and the sound it would make. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> dude, how dope would it be to have night vision goggles? It would be awesome, man. I would do some nefarious things, maybe. Imagine having those in high school. <laughs> because, and the only reason I say high school is because heaven knows at this point, like, we, well, granted, we just had daylight savings and it gets dark at five o'clock, but generally speaking, we're in bed by 8.30 anyway, so there's not a whole lot of fun stuff that can happen at night, but, I mean, think of all the snowmen we could kill, dude. Yeah, I know, just get away with it. Um, there's one snowman, by the way, and I know we're getting way off track here, we haven't even started. Is it big? But... There's this huge snowman right in the middle of like the courtyard at, in my neighborhood, and it's probably six and a half feet tall. They literally took up all the snow, and he talks so much crap. This snowman's always snickering, just boasting, just boasting. <laughs> and I want to take it down so bad. It makes my skin itch, man. And I feel like I've lost a little bit of a step because I walk by him on my daily bird walks, and I can't bring it in. I, I don't. I can't find it in me to take him down. But because I'm saying this right now, I'm going to make a pledge that probably the night when I get home, I'm taking him down. The hits out. <laughs> when he least expects it. Anyone's listening. Foxborough neighborhood. Oh, uh, dude, don't say that. Sorry. <laughs> we got some people maybe looking for you still. No, real thing. If, if we, uh, going back to the 24th, I was to think about like what the most exciting hour of my day is that people would tune in. And honestly, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> I go on a lot of walks. Yeah. I pick up weights and put them down every once in a while. Um, Maybe us watching a jazz game. Like, uh, oh yeah, if that was this time of year, like it'd be probably pretty entertaining. If like we were together with us and some of the, our friends watching a playoff game that's close, would be super entertaining. I think for people, um, never sitting, always standing about four inches away from the TV. A lot of like you never know hands. what's going to get yelled. Yeah, exactly. I feel like. Yeah, that'd be a good one. If people are interested in financial planning, which I am, maybe they'd find the you know the previous eight hours of my day of the working day interesting. But uh, I don't know. After I feel like after work, I find myself doing pretty random and fun things. Whether it's a date and who knows what that leads to, or just anything else, you know. Yeah. Or if anyone's interested in diagramming solutions, which I'm not. Um, <laughs> my boss better not listen to this. Um, maybe my shout out to his boss. Uh, intern mark can you, can you delete that for us no it's all good he knows i'm joking i love diagramming solutions um Kolb, our listeners might remember this um as we're catching up here and what we've been up to um last time you talked about a fitness challenge do you want us to fill, fill us in a little bit about what this challenge is again dude so we are currently right in the middle of the no excuse November is that what we came up with? Challenge. No excuse November. Yeah, it's not super clever, but uh, it, it works. So ultimately, for those of you that know me, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I'm bored. If I really don't have much else to do, but I think it's fun to like. I mean, I do enjoy um, exercising and things like that, but I think it's fun, kind of to do hard things, but also doable things. And obviously, that's what a challenge is. And so. Um, Taylor Carling and I did this kind of challenge a couple years ago and it was way fun and uh, we figured we'd bring it around again because the Brotherhood of Iron, a.k.a. Jackson Stevenette and Chase Flint and James Cowser, we did the Squattober program um, in October and so for November we were like, what the heck do we do? So we made up the No Excuse November Challenge, which involves eating no sugar, 
So basically it's no junk food. Obviously you can eat fruit. You can do whatever the heck you want because fruit, I mean, no one got fat eating fruit. Um, but no sugar. And then there's a progression of exercises, primarily push-ups, pull-ups, and bodyweight squats and kettlebell swings if you have a kettlebell. And uh, basically you start – week one is like pretty easy and then by week four, it's ramped up. And uh, along the way, after every workout, you either have to run two miles or basically 10 sprints um, as fast as you can go. And so I, uh, I pitched it to you and you got on board with it. I'm on board. And so we're, we're 12 days in and uh, how are you feeling? Um, okay, so I'll break it down a little bit uh, as my, my progress is you know, from start to where we're at. First few days, the hardest part for me obviously were the pull-ups, still are. So week one, 50 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, and then 150 squats or kettlebell swings on alternating days if you have a kettlebell. Right, which I still need to get for the second Honestly, half. it's not worth it. They suck. Um, so... Pull-ups are really hard for me, um, and they still are really hard for me, but they've gotten easier, which is nice. Um, but like the first week, the struggle for me was the no sugar and like junk food. Um, but I feel like I've gotten to the point where I, I'm on top of like the curve, like the the cravings, you know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so it's not so hard anymore. And I've been tested, man. I mean, Emily loves sugar. Cookies are floating around all over all this joint. Over the I've place. seen them. My, and my in-laws love sugar they love baked goods and they're like really good homemade baked goods and they're just testing me all the time that's my favorite thing i'm sitting here and i'm sitting here strong dude you'd be proud we could ask emily how how good i've done on that dude i trust you've been texting me every now and again saying i'm still going strong there's cookies about 15 feet away like what do i do yeah and uh naturally i send a bird response something to the effect of go find a banana with some peanut butter and and just (laughs) look away and that's what what's (laughs) helped me curve curve that a little bit it's like maybe an apple with some peanut butter or, or a banana with some peanut butter just to you know, something that's not perfectly healthy. So I'm like, in my mind, I feel like I'm doing okay. Like I'm getting my fix because I'm a junkie. But then at the same time, it's obviously not this refined sugar that's going to destroy me and destroy this challenge because I really want to see like results and stuff. So um, that's been good. Um, so what did I bring you? Normally when we record podcasts, we record at your place and typically I'll bring over cookies from uh, Crave or whatever happens to be good this week. So what did I bring you today? You brought me, what are they, those called again? Uh, a one bar. A one bar. Because yep. one sugar, one gram of sugar in I it. I think so. It's and pretty good. It was like maple something donuts. So I don't know what it was, but it's pretty good. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Ultimately, it's one month. I think it's good to develop some form of self-mastery to do something hard. And uh, yeah. Also, by the way, Thanksgiving, of course, you can eat whatever the heck you want. So we're about – we're exactly two weeks away from that. Yeah. And so uh, that's it's pretty exciting. I uh, think – go ahead. I was going to say another quick funny story about this. It was actually today. Um Today was my mile and then workout and then mile. Yeah. Um, so I did the mile. I get one set into my my workout and then I get a notification on my watch that someone's waiting in my Zoom room. <laughs> and I look, I look at my calendar and I had a call like right then. So I run up and like I'm taking like pre-workout and then I have some leftover like BCAs that have a stim in it. Oh no. So it makes me sweat like crazy, dude. So I threw a hat on. Is it on. the rack? Yes. Oh, I threw a hat me. on, um, and I had, a, and I've been. Uh, it's cold outside, so I go out and run, and I have like a hoodie on, so right. I just keep that on to work out. Boxer style, yeah. And I am just like dripping sweat on this call. I start out with my camera, and as stims work, and it's still like my heartbeat, heart rate's really high. I start sweating even more. Cold so sweats, to, dude. Yeah, I had to turn off my camera, <laughs> um, pause my workout for thirty minutes, and then I, I ended up finishing. But um, each day is like a struggle in its own way. Like sometimes different things are going really well, like. 
for some reason, the last two days, the squats have been killing me. Um, and I hit, a, I hit a wall about seven sets in. Yeah. I either, so last week it was easier for me to do like five sets, but now that it's gone up, it's really hard for me to do it in five sets. So I've been trying to do it in 10 sets. Um, and by the time I hit set seven, I'm like, geez, this is tough. So, you know, um, I am obviously not the most like fitness focused person in the world. I try to be. Um, this year has been hard with the pandemic and with the baby. So I'm definitely behind the curve a little bit, but I'm, I'm doing my best to catch up. Dude, this is what I respect though, is the fact that like, I literally have nothing better to do. Like I wake up, I work from home, I have a few appointments a day and that's basically it. I don't have a child to care for or a wife to care for. And so it's like pretty easy for me to get up and like do that stuff and find time. But, um, like for you to get up and do it, like it takes some, some serious discipline because, um, you need more than 24 hours in the day most of the time and I probably need less, <laughs> but I, I think it's rad. I, uh, this, this last weekend we went to St. George, um, Kowser and, and Nett and Wilding and I just for like a kind of a guys ish trip from like that other crew of friends, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we, it was actually way sweet. So on Saturday I knew I had to do my part of the challenge and I didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. And we were going to go play spike ball and Nick found this park online and there was this, so we had like our spike ball stuff, like first thing in the morning and, uh, we get there and it's like this obstacle course. Do you know the park I'm talking about? Is it on the Washington field side? Uh, it might be. I'm, I don't know. Uh, St. George, like the back of my hand necessarily, but so it turns out Carly and Gavin hire, which we'll speak about them in a moment. Shout out Carly and Gavin. <laughs> um, we, uh, I guess they live like two blocks away. So do you know where they live? Yeah. Okay. It's Washington okay. side. Anyway, at this park, they've got like a, a turf basically a turf stretch of field set up where it's, it's too, it's narrow. There's like two lanes of turf and they have it set up like a 40 yard dash. And at the beginning, there's like a touch pad that you step on and it starts counting you down and then, you know, red, yellow, green, go. And then a timer starts. And so obviously you run and you run your 40 yards. And as soon as you step over the line, it stops the clock. So it times you're on lasers then literally on lasers. Wow. So here's a question for you. And this is also part of the mailbag. Shout out net. He asked uh, how fast I can run a 40, but here's my question to you. To me? So there's me, Nick Wilding, uh-huh. James Kowser, uh-huh. and Jackson Stevenette. Okay. Who do you think ran the fastest? Kowser. Who do you think ran the second fastest? You. Who do you think ran the third? That's, this is tough. No offense to any of these guys. Man, I don't know. Maybe Jackson. I mean, collegiate athlete. I'm not trying to disrespect Nick because I know I know Nick would leave me in the dust. <laughs> He'd wipe our butts in pickleball um, all over the court. Um, okay, and then Nick fourth. Sure. Okay. Sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry, man. Okay. So guess Kowser's time. Four six ish. Four five. Four seven. He was he was four seven, and this is with basically no warm up. Like yeah. he pretty much just knocked it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he's fa- he's. I mean, he played in the NFL. Yeah, and so we did, we both we all just kind of jumped on and started running, and like we ran like two, and then. Um, and then had like a real one. And so, yeah, I was second by 0.01 seconds. <laughs> Net was pissed. I got 5.11 and Net got 5.12. You guys ran in the fives. I know it's bad. It's not bad. It's just a little surprising. You know, that's what you get for being 30 and not running all that much. That's true. Then again, I feel pretty confident that I could have broken five or into the fours had we like had a proper warm up and like taking the timing a little more seriously. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm not making excuses. Well, and the thing about 40 yards, like – there's a method to it too to like shave off tenths of seconds. Probably that's why they say there's like field speed and then forty yard speed because yeah. I mean I have neither. Yeah, well, for what it's worth. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like 
in the NFL, like when you say like their speed translates, like for instance, Terry McLaurin on the Redskins, legit four three guy. Sorry, like, the who? The I'm not familiar with that team. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, the professional, not so professional as um, what's his face? What's Bill Simmons' friend's name? House, as House would say, the unprofessional or the not professional <laughs> Washington football team. Um, he is fast. He's filled fast. For any of you super woke people out there that uh, are angry with Kurt's comment there, um, you can speak with our lawyers and our interns. Feel free to reach out to Mark Kaiser for yeah, all, we do, all problems. Yeah, yeah, we do have – we just have lawyers and retainers because we <laughs> throw out some fire takes here. Um, but I know what you mean. That's dope. Yeah. Even though I don't know who that player is, I think that's well, the thing. It's, it's, that's upsetting because he's our only good player. Um, I, I, I am surprised. Maybe we should do a 40-yard challenge in the summer and see – 40-yard dash in the summer and see how quick Dude, we can I'd be down. I'd be down. I need it. Hopefully, I feel like after this little, because we have to run sprints every other day, and I, I tend to warm a few, run a few warm-ups, I think maybe. I don't know. It'd be fun to see. Yeah, got to get those We need to get a hold of some lasers. To all of our, uh, our, our fans out there, if you guys have lasers um, to run 40s with, let us know, and we can run a little challenge. We'll pay you to rent them for an hour. <laughs> um, we'll have our interns That's pay another you. thing, too. Mark, Mark will pay you. <laughs> we don't pay Mark, but he'll pay you for <laughs> us. We um, pay him with friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's looking at us right now, just shaking his head. Oh, poor Mark. Shout out to the Trinity. <laughs> um, anyway, fitness challenge update. And one little, strong. one little thing you said, a little nugget in there, which I'm looking really forward to, is I can relapse on Thanksgiving. On yeah. sugar and stuff, right? Baked real, goods, all the good baked stuff. Baked goods, all the pies, all the everything. And right before we transition into Thanksgiving, I have a question for you. Okay. So you know how influencers and people on Instagram in general – will say, so I've been getting asked a lot about X. Yeah. And then they'll go into whatever. And chances are no one's actually really asking you about that. Yeah. But they're just looking for an excuse to post something. Uh Uh-huh. So I did that today. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But this is the thing. I have gotten quite a few questions from random people about what I do exercise-wise, fitness-wise, whatever. And so I figured I'd throw something up and whatever. Anyway, on Instagram. My question to you is, what is the number of people that have to ask for someone to post, and at, everybody's been asking. Like legit? For it to actually qualify. I think I think in my mind, you got to have double digits at least. Okay. Okay? I think in in people's minds, it's one. I think I think people are cool. They get asked one Someone time. asked me once? Yeah. And it turns into people have been asking me. Me, if you go to my Instagram, Kurt underscore solo, I am an influencer. You can see my bio, so that makes it legit. I get asked by zero people. And I definitely make sure people know that people ask me all the time. So, you know, it, it's, it's a thing. Like, I'm sure – okay, here's the thing though. These these, follow, these people who have a million followers for sure get asked all the time, I'm sure – I would assume. Wouldn't you? You would hope. And even if – It could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like they literally – people ask me all the time, all the time they posted it even when they had zero yeah, followers. That's true. And then it just slowly accumulated because people actually believed their opinion was worth something. Or the, or the boutique that's currently paying them to be their sponsor asked them to do it for them. So then they – get asked all the time yeah i love it when like the fake bot accounts um like reach out to you and ask you to like influence for their sunglasses and stuff and i just pretend they're not bots <laughs> I, <laughs> I never good. get that i actually just get like you know naughty messages N- N- natalia stoyanovas yeah. Yeah, yeah i get a bunch of those um i need to say this maybe for grass is greener though but having a wife shout out to emily i love you with all my heart shout out em that gets influenced all the time it hurts the pocketbook sometimes, man. She's very influenceable. You know what? That could be both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Actually, it's just a bad thing. 
I mean, we find cool things, but I feel like, I feel like it's the new version of like um, late night ads for TV. Like you see something crazy as seen on TV, you know, that store where you, they have all the crazy cool like gimmicky yeah. things. Yeah. That's all influencers are now, but with more expensive items. We're going to dive deep here just real quick. And Emily, I know the, the love between you and Kurt is real. And so that's why I feel comfortable asking this question. I saw you guys look into each other's eyes about 30 minutes ago and it, I felt the connection even. <laughs> I saw the connection. Um, what is the thing that Emily has been influenced on that's pissed you off the most? Well, now that we have Jamie, it's all baby stuff. Okay. Which you really can't get pissed about. No, Jamie. I can't because it's Jamie. But also like I just feel like there's cheaper alternatives to some of the things that she wants to get. Um, I mean – Notice the diplomacy in this answer. Yeah. Yeah, but – you know, that's two years of marriage, I guess, will get you. Um, two and a half years. Shout out, Ann. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, there's this brand, and I love it. It smells really good. Like, his, his body wash called Tubby Todd's. Um, you're not, they're not sponsoring this podcast, by the way. Um, yes. Yeah. It just feels just feels pricey, but at the same time, you know, he has pretty sensitive skin. So, yeah, I guess we pay the extra $10 per thing or whatever it is. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. Dude. You know, it's. I'm grateful for the connection that you and Emily have. Thank you. It's inspiring. Thank you. It's led me through some uh, some funny times over the last few years. You guys have been uh, great therapists, and so I'm, I'm really thankful for you guys. Wow, man. Speaking of Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> for the record, that's a very genuine thankful, but and a very genuine um, transition right there. At 100. Good genuine. segue. Didn't even think about it. Good segue, man. I, I get stoked on segues. He did not. <laughs> that was not premeditated at not all. Not one single bit. Yeah. Two weeks, dude, till Thanksgiving. Yeah. We get to eat a lot. Yeah. And over the last week or so, some conversations centered around Thanksgiving um, has occurred between us and on Twitter and a few other places. And uh, we've got a couple things we want to talk about on t- for Turkey Day. Yeah. First of all, what is your favorite part about Thanksgiving? Just flatline, give it to me. <laughs> this is sad, but it used to be going snowboarding. <laughs> Unfortunately, there hasn't been a whole lot of snow on Thanksgiving these no. days for one reason or another, which like we can touch on. snow, then uh, yeah, that's good. I remember I went with Morley in like 2015 maybe? I don't know. There was actually a lot of snow on that Thanksgiving day. It was blast. Was that, was that Snowbird? Snow Basin. Snow Basin, I mean. Uh-huh. But uh, since, there has been much. And when I was a kid, I used to go a bunch. Here, but Here's the thing real quick. Shout out Snow Basin as like a northern Utahner. Um, I absolutely love Snow Basin and working with people who grew up like in Salt Lake City and in Utah County, there's just no love for it. So we just need to shout out like this, this hidden gem of of Utah resorts. Dude, there's a reason that the Olympic Committee picked Snow Basin to be like the place where the downhill, downhill was. Downhill, dude. Right? The tram. Even though it's like out of the way, they had to do it because it really is the best resort. Yeah. It is and maybe was the best kept secret in Utah. But I feel like now, I mean, I went last year and there's it was no like it was a complete a secret zoo. anymore. It, it kind of sucks and it's way expensive, but um, recently Thanksgiving, dude, it's been 60 degrees and flag football has been way fun. <laughs> do you do a lot of turkey a bowl of stuff still? Um, I did it with my family two years ago, I think. Um, no, let's see. I love the idea of turkey bowls. I'm just going to throw that out there. Turkey bowl time. Dude, they're a blast. Um, I did them all the time in high school. Um, I mean, naturally with my five, one speed, I'm just a natural tight end. And so I feel like if anybody wants to catch me over the middle, good luck. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think three bowls are fun. But I haven't – maybe two in the last like 10 – or no, probably well, five years. I love like just good old-fashioned. You get with a few dudes and you play just a turkey bowl in the backyard or something. It got to the point where they got very organized and very serious where it wasn't as fun to me. 
Oh, 100%. I just like good – like I want Brett Favre there. I want us all to be wearing Wranglers and it's a little bit muddy. We're tackling each other. We're getting we're getting hungry for some turkey. Uh, dinner's at 2 o'clock for some reason because they call it dinner even though it's Thanksgiving lunch. Right. And you know I want real comfortable jeans on. This, this pod's brought to you by Wranglers. And I really just – you know that's the turkey bowl I like. No gloves, oversized t-shirt, some Wranglers, cowboy boots. We're playing some good old-fashioned pigskin football. Dude, I think I might be a hoarder because I just realized like I have one closet, I have one drawer in my dresser that's like full of clothes. That anytime I see it, I'd be like, I really don't ever wear this. But if there's ever like a turkey bowl or a football game, like I would definitely wear that because it can get like junked <laughs> up. Yeah. And I, it's like twice every five years. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But no, I feel that. So yeah, um, I kind of got distracted. So what? What's your favorite uh, turkey or not turkey bowl? Thanksgiving uh, tradition well, or thing about Thanksgiving? Usually. There is a professional Washington football team, unprofessional football, Washington football team game on. Um, so we always catch that versus the Cowboys almost every year. Um, this year will be fun because it'll just be two crappy teams playing against each other, which, you know, sometimes always is. Makes for an interesting game. Yeah. 2012 was awesome. That was kind of like the RG3 coming out party was when he threw for like 350 yards and three touchdowns against the Cowboys and we blew him out. Uh, the game was over in the first half, so that was fun. Um but uh, I'm a board game guy. Always have been, always will be. So, you know, as the night's winding down, you have you have the night football game on that you don't care about that much, and you're playing board games, and you're just having a good time with some family. That's my favorite part about Thanksgiving. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm pretty sure – actually, no. I was going to say I'm pretty sure I played the game of life at your guys' house on Thanksgiving, but it wasn't. It was it actually – it was over winter break. It was yeah. like – might have been like the day after Christmas or something. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was always classic, just playing board games at the Pruitt household um, around Christmas break, as many as we can get in. Yeah. Um, shout out Nick Wilding. Um, I threw dice during Risk, and he pulled me aside. He's like, man, that's the first time I've ever seen you act like Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Nick, Nick's great. Um, there will be some things that will probably come up later in this conversation, but uh, the, the time in St. George with Wilding was was an absolute blast. He had some funny yeah. comments and brought back some funny memories and honestly undug some past trauma that uh, some people from our group, like our our group of kind of friends, um, share. And it was really interesting. And we may, we may get to that under Grass is Greener. Oh, okay. I, I'm honestly still shook. It's been about a week since Nick brought it up. And we bond, James and I and, and Nick, we hadn't met up with Jackson yet, but we bonded over it and it uh, – has something to do with girls and dating and it was it's actually pretty funny so interesting maybe we'll dive in anyway more importantly enough of that side conversation kurt yeah but actually let's talk about sides oh here we go what a segue guys <laughs> ding, ding, ding. two for two tonight um so we came up with this idea because colby very angrily texted me and i'll let him take this about a map that came out of all the states in their favorite side dish for uh, Thanksgiving. For the record, I've always so on Twitter. You know how like something will get tweeted out, or it'll come across Instagram or some sort of social media where it'll have a map of the country, and then it will say like, "Oh, based on Google searches or based on this poll or this survey or whatever, this is X states like favorite sports team or favorite candy bar or Halloween treat or in this case Thanksgiving side." And I look at Utah, and what do we see? Rolls. 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 Where's like the dun dun dun? <laughs> Rolls. For Thanksgiving as the favorite side. Yeah. And I have a significant beef with that. Okay. And beef, not turkey, but beef. 
and and <laughs> I honestly, I it's honestly, if you guys could really see what our like relationship was is like, we're it's like Shaq and Kobe, like we we're cordial on the court, but we honestly just hate each other's guts, um, because stuff like it that. might be one sided, <laughs> and it's probably deserved. Um, I did. This was my rebuttal to you on Twitter. Was I do put away about twelve rolls on Thanksgiving. So that's what we want to say. Make your peace. Let's hear what you have to say. First of all, I'm not saying that rolls aren't essential. What I'm saying is that from a sides perspective, and we can even go through a list here, and then we can figure out where where rolls actually fit. We might have differing opinions. But for Utah to select rolls over sweet potatoes, mm. a sweet potato casserole, mm. some sort of sweet potato concoction. Oh, you're getting me, man. It's it's honestly it's a crime. Also, mashed potatoes. We're going with the tubers right off the bat, but those truly are the best two sides. And here's the thing about the tubers, though. Utah's known for funeral potatoes. Why isn't that on the list? Like, that's what we do, man. Probably because they're used at every farewell and homecoming, and maybe Probably. people are just out of, like, the ingredients for Thanksgiving. I would imagine. Yeah. Okay, okay, keep going. And, I mean, I think it'd be, <laughs> I think it'd be extra weird if we were... Um, now Kurt's watching the video of me saying everybody said uh, – everybody asked me about something. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Anyway, um, it would be weird if Utahns did funeral potatoes during Thanksgiving because it would be some sort of like – are we talking about funeral for the Native Americans yeah. that were you know contracted like anthrax and every, whatever else they contract smallpox? Small <laughs> hey, here's oh. an anthrax blanket. <laughs> That's what we That's gave to us to 9-11. What, what was the uh, – what's the actual like the operation when the government gave – People anthrax. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's all right. That's too dark. Anthrax or or maybe it was smallpox too. I don't know what it was. Either way, um, I feel like funeral potatoes. I think well, what's the term we say? Too soon. It's. I mean, it's been a couple hundred years, but it's yeah. probably too soon for funeral potatoes yeah, maybe, on Thanksgiving. Maybe on Thanksgiving, <laughs> we can call them trail of tear potatoes. <laughs> and yeah, maybe. Anyway, so we've got the two tubers. Okay, delicious, but not funeral, of course. Um, we also need to consider the role that stuffing plays. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a take on stuffing, but go on. Okay. We also need to consider – are we going to call gravy a side? I think it is. Debatable. Give me give me your pitch. For gravy being a side? Yeah. It goes on the side of your plate? Yeah, but I also feel like it's it's a compliment to a side. It's, it's a condiment almost. Okay, so if we're using that argument, then a roll is basically a third utensil. Because think about this. Just think about this. Anytime thinking- you're finishing off your first or second or third or whatever helping – you're using that roll to mop up whatever's left on your plate. That's or fair. You're basically using it as a glorified spoon, but because we're Americans, America, MAGA, we're <laughs> obviously going to use that roll, and we can't eat a fork. We can't eat a spoon. So what's the most Thanksgiving-y thing that an American can do is use a utensil that's actually edible. It all makes sense. It's a utensil. Wow, man. You know that it's like meme? It's cereal soup. You know that meme where it shows Might a be. regular brain and it says something on the left and then like a, a enlightened brain and then like the guy just hitting like pure Nirvana? You just hit Nirvana, bro. Uh, that one and the Bernie one? <laughs> Which one? Asking again one? <laughs> no. You're, oh, shoot. I, I'll have to find it for you after this because yeah. it's going to take a second. But the Bernie one absolutely slays me. For any, Yeah. We'll uh, maybe post it on our okay. Facebook page. Anyway, so that's my point that – So that's your case against rolls. Is that it's a utensil. They're essential. You can't have Thanksgiving dinner without them. But they're not a side. And if they were a side, you still have to deal with the tubers and the gravy and the, the stuffing. And honestly, 
I'll just say GTFO H. If you're gonna say that the cranberry, whatever that thing is, that that cranberry can that, that cranberry up. glob is. <laughs> Which is really probably like Ivan Ooze's brains. I don't know. It's it's not a side, or if it is a side, it's not good. So we can all get out of here with that take. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even Brussels sprouts. It's funny because I feel like that cranberry can that gets chopped up into little little gelatins. Yeah. Um, gelatinous uh, cylinders, I guess, is what they would be. Um, I feel like it never gets touched. It's just there to be there. It's there to be there. It's 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 table decor at that point. Um, okay, I hear what you're saying, and my, my rebuttal to you is, man, maybe people just like rolls, man. I mean, that's the thing, is rolls are good, they're not a side. That's where okay. I'm, I'm gonna put my mark on that. Okay. Their utensils. So let's go, let's go through some sides here. Okay. Let's, um, we're, so if anyone remembers, it's been a while since we've done this, but we have this segment called Subscribe or Unsubscribe, to where we talk about something and we're either subscribed to it or we're against it, which we unsubscribe to. So we're just gonna go down a list here of potential um, side dishes that might be made at your Thanksgiving dinner. And, and, and before we start, you guys may remember subscribing, unsubscribing. I think the last one we did was subscribing, unsubscribing to putting up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, which we both vehemently unsubscribed to. Yeah, and it's hard for me. still stands. It, I'm very unsubscribed to that, and I'm looking at boxes of Christmas decor that Emily's rearing to put put up. So it's going to be – Basically, Avengers Civil War in here. Me and Sonny versus Emily and Jamie. So, um, okay. I got this from the Food Network. Very um, trustworthy. It's top 10 side dishes. I haven't even heard the first one. So, I'm just going to say spinach or like a spinach casserole or a green bean casserole. Subscribed, unsubscribed. I'm going to be honest. I like spinach. Green beans are okay. The casseroles. It's honestly a little bit like Russian roulette in a way. Yeah, like, sure. depending on who your family is and what kind of qualifications, not qualifications, but experience, we'll say, or expertise, um, you know, you, it could end up being a hit where you go back for multiple times. It also could be one of those things where you hit it with your fork once and you don't ever go back. Yeah. You find a way to cover it and throw it away when the person that made it's not looking. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mostly unsubscribe to green bean casserole. Okay. Spinach I agree. can go in my shake in the morning. And casserole is funny because, like, when you do a potluck, there's like 14 different casseroles that show up. Um, because it's just the way things are. Um, I will subscribe to the broccoli casserole. That's just like a family tradition dish. I, I hated it as a kid and now I love it. So I'll subscribe to that one. Ooh. Unsubscribe to most. Um, next is just like a roasted potatoes or carrots or like a Brussels roasted little smorgasbord. Big fan of roasted potatoes. Yeah. Again, we're kind of going back with the tubers here. There's a, definitely you a theme. can't go wrong with the tuber, man. But you, there's so many different things you can do with it. They're very it's, versatile. They're literally like Play-Doh. They're the Play-Doh of, yeah. of Thanksgiving. I, I mean, look at the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so very subscribed to that one. Um, roasted butternut squash. Mmm. I'm going to subscribe to this. I had some roasted squash soup recently. Well, not recently. I think it was like last Thanksgiving. Or no, two of, I don't know, it was a while ago. Really good. Okay. And then the the actual like diced up version, still pretty solid. I'd prefer it to be in more of a soupy thing, but okay. uh, I'm okay with it coming on the on The, the picture the of this looks really good. I don't trust it. I, I'm going to do the, I'm not going to subscribe or unsubscribe. I'm going to do a trial on this one. I'm mm. going to sign up for the two-week trial. I'm going to see how it goes. Fair. Um, I might put in my credit card information and forget and subscribe for a month and then remember like an idiot to unsubscribe. Um, but we'll see. Fair. 
Um, Sonny, don't bark on our podcast, dude. Sonny's sitting here with us. Is that DoorDash at the bottom? Cafe Rio just got here. Okay, um, we don't need to go into this one. Number seven is Rolls. We, we know where Colby stands. I'm very subscribed to Rolls. Very. As a side, we'll see. Okay, um, here's another tuber. And maybe we'll just throw this into like, I don't know, maybe not like a, a casserole dish or like like the nice yummy. Um, we're saving this for the big one at the end. But let's just say like chopped up. Um, roasted sweet potatoes, maybe with a little like pecan glaze or a honey roasted glaze or something like that. Subscribe, unsubscribe. Honestly, I don't think I've had a sweet potato dish that anybody's effed up before, so I'm, I'm going to subscribe to that. Okay. Um, what about like a balsamic um, you're, Brussels sprout? You're losing me on balsamic. Okay. As you know, as many listeners know out there, I'm kind of anti-dressing in general. And uh, when I say anti-dressing, I'm referring to the condiment, not the um, verb of putting on clothes. Um... Yeah, I'm not a big balsamic guy, and so I'm going to say yes to Brussels sprouts, but no to ruining it by putting on some sort of nasty condiment like balsamic dressing. Okay. Um, I, I, I kind of like balsamic. Um, it's hit or miss with me. I just – I don't feel like it's a Thanksgiving type thing. No, it sounds more like summery. Yeah, you need more savory, more salty, more just like sit in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, another casserole dish. We're going to get through this. We're going to just pass on over this one. Um, a big hitter right here, just good old-fashioned, plain, homemade mashed taters. As Joe Biden once said, if you don't have mashed potatoes, it ain't Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did he really say that? <laughs> no, technically. <he's... laughs> I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> okay. He, he said, we can beat this out if we want, but he said, um, if you're not voting for Joe Biden, then you ain't black. <laughs> he said that about two months ago. Was that just two months ago? About, yeah. Um, he took some flack for that. Yeah. Um, I'm 110% subscribed to this. Okay. I think everyone – if there's a listener, if you're a listener and you don't subscribe to mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving, stop listening to us. We're done. Yeah, you might as, not even, might as well not even eat turkey either. Okay, so this one has – it's another, for some reason, a big hitter, but we, we both gave our thoughts on this. The cranberry sauce. Out. 100% out. What about cranberry sauce that's homemade? I don't know if I've ever had it, to be honest. I, it's kind of one of those things, as they say, the proverbial poop in the punch bowl, where once you've just had a bad enough experiences with – actually, no, that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm, I'm just going to say no across the board to yeah, the cranberry. The only, the only thing it could possibly do is add just a little bit different color to the plate. Yeah. You know, for if it is Food 2020, we need a yeah. little diversity. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's not – it doesn't belong. I'm out on it too. Like – I just don't like cranberries. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Emily. She's going down to get the Cafe Rio. I was getting a little anxious there thinking that it's getting cold. So yeah, it's cold out there. She's going. Um, the last thing. I love how she was afraid to say something because she was walking by. Like, this is some big production. <laughs> and as Sonny's growling. Sonny's so weird. Um, the last thing is the sweet potato dish with the, the, the little melted marshmallows perfectly baked in the oven where the marshmallows are a little browned on top. How subscribed to you are this? On this. How subscribed on this are you? Um, I am 100% subscribed. In fact, that's probably it's probably the top side of them all. The yeah. sweet potato casserole with the yeah with the nuts on top, some marshmallow, whatever else they throw on there. It's crack cocaine. It's crack cocaine. Emily says she makes that, so I may be abandoning my family for Thanksgiving dinner this year and joining the Prudes. And she's dancing um, in a Taylor Swift shirt. <laughs> 
with her hair still wet from the shower. Um, I'm gonna have to say that yeah, this is the best. Yeah, hands down. Uh, yeah, yams or sweet taters. What's the difference? Oh, don't get me started. So the sweet potatoes are orange. The yams have a little more yellowish color to them. Taste. Is there a difference in taste? There is a small difference in taste. I can't. I. This is gonna sound dumb, but true to its name. Sweet potatoes are a little more sweet, and for some reason, the word yam brings some sort of negative connotation to me that I really Spam, just can't yam. get my head around. Well, sure, we go with that, but some other ams, and uh, <laughs> and so I'm just gonna go with sweet potatoes just across the board there. All right, um, that's our th- our piece on Thanksgiving. It's really sad that this holiday always always gets overlooked. Um, my favorite thing, I actually, I guess, about Thanksgiving is I never cook. So I think a lot of people hate it because they spend hours for a 15-minute like meal and then it's over. Um, I watch football and I play board games and it, I don't I don't know if that sounds misogynistic or not. I don't necessarily think you're going to want me in the kitchen for this type of food. It's not really my forte. So um, shout out to Thanksgiving. Shout out to the Native Americans and all the fun stories that probably are 100% um, changed over time to make it sound like it was really peaceful back then. Um, and all that good stuff. Dude, I feel like there's some books that we need to, my, uh, well, actually we'll talk about this another time, but yes, I agree with you. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if it's like, a. yeah, I think it's best that we stay out of the kitchen, to be honest. Yeah. I would burn the salad. Too many cooks in say. the kitchen's a real Too, thing, it is, man. It is, it is. And it's not really a gender roles thing. It's more like a, who's qualified to be there talent. and who's not. It's a talent thing. It's strictly the cream rises to the top and I'm not the cream. You know, maybe we're we're sitting on there. We're the Brantleys. We're the Tuckers. Of, we're just sitting on the bench. All tatted up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but really, all show and no go. Yeah. As they say. I'm here to come in late minutes, dunk it, meaning I'm going to eat all your food that you made. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. All right. Thanksgiving. Um, that's it. Dude, that's what are you done. thankful for? Um, my family. Jameson, Sonny, and of course, Emily, the beacon, the angel of my life. What are you thankful for? And you know what, dude? Thankful for you, man. I'm thankful for our friendship. I'm thankful for you, too. That was uh, very cute and nice of you. Um, I don't know. I'm thankful for a lot of things. It was was to me, dude. It was. It was. It was. We'll (laughs) bleep that out later. Um, Dude, I'm thankful for this country, United States of America. Still the best country on earth. I don't Uh care what anybody says. Agreed. And if you don't think it is, go live somewhere else for a little bit and then come back and tell me what you think. If you don't like America, you can get out. Amen. I say that ironically, but I don't mean it ironically. Does that make sense? And if it doesn't make sense, then you can get out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. um, Yeah, man. Obviously, family. We don't need to get too uh, um, introspective introspective and sentimental here. But yeah, shout out to everybody. Uh, thankful for our listeners, our millions of listeners. Yeah, I'm thankful for you guys to help me pay the bills. Yeah. Um, we still haven't sold out though. We still not, we're still not running hard ads on this because we just believe in content for you guys. So, Pure content. Um, thank thank you for sticking through us with us through you know thick and thin. Um, Berg, talk to me. Curious. I'm curious if you want to jump into the grasses greener that you have with wilding. Do you want to hear my little quick? Um, thing on a grass is greener from being a married man. What do you want? To, how do we want to go about this this little segment here? Um, yeah, let's go ahead and you you start, and then I will share my little piece that could honestly probably get a whole podcast of its own. But uh, we'll, we'll brush it. Share it maybe, just a brief, maybe a table brief. it. We'll, we'll yeah. bring it up and pin it maybe yeah. for a little deeper discussion. Okay. So the other night, um, actually this was Tuesday. 
just this week. I was sitting here on this couch that we're potting from, um, watching The Bachelorette. Emily's sister and her friend were over here being loud, being kind of annoying. She's FaceTiming with her other sister, giving baby advice. At The Bachelorette paused, as sick as it sounds, waiting for it to just watch it so I can get it over with type thing. Um, and I'm just sitting here thinking, you know what? Can we just say that we're glad that Claire's gone? Yeah, Claire sucked. Um, shout out to Tasha. Shout out. <laughs> I mean, Tasha's, you know, hashtag Tasha's boobs is a real thing. So I might have to, I might have to bleep that out for Cole. But um, anyway, dude, that whole, honestly, <laughs> this is something that cannot be shared upon the podcast. But I have to say that when, uh, when Tasha was announced, it brought back some real dark memories. Yeah. And It'll be, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Hashtag grass is greener after dark someday, maybe. Um, but probably never. Yeah. More likely never. <laughs> just remember those lawyers on retainer. That's where a lot of that money is going to go. If that one gets brought up. Um, anyway, so I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, there's a lot of Kurt things I can be doing right now, but I'm committed to like doing things with my wife. Um, and whoever, you know, and that comes with like, her, her little sister and her friend being on my couch being annoying or um, giving baby advice to her other sister and having the bachelor on pause. I'm committed to that. But at the same time, like, man, I could be playing a video game. I could be listening to a book on tape. I could be just surfing the web. Obviously, I'm on my phone at the time, but it's not the same. I'm not fully invested into what I'm looking at. Um, texting me a little bit. I'm texting you probably a lot of bit at that point. Um, I could be working on my... Um, Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons game that I've been building. You've lost me on that one. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes your time gets cut down and, um, obviously it's for the greater good and you're okay with it because you're committed, um, in your marriage and you're committed to just spending quality time with your wife. But sometimes that quality time gets a little, um, brushed up with some other things and, um, <clears throat> It's not always it's not always the best time in terms of just like getting frustrated and, and when you're just kind of sitting in limbo watching The Bachelorette. Dude, we're just gonna call this an investment, and in a not so similar way, just like the November Fitness Challenge. Doing the push-ups, doing the pull-ups, it's not that fun. Um, it breaks you down to build you up bro- later. I was broken. <laughs> to build you up later, and this investment in your relationship with Emily and her family and friends. It is an investment. You know, you're kind of getting built down, but it just, uh, or broken down, but it, it builds things up even more. So yeah, I'm for it, but I also know what you mean. Anyway, um, yeah, that's tough. That's real tough. I feel like you brought up a bunch of different things there that I needed to elaborate on, but now I can't remember. No, so. it's okay. Yeah. No, um, it was a quick one. Okay. Um, so, so is this the thing Nick brought up or is this a different Yeah, thing? so this is the thing that Nick brought up and I'm still... It's honestly been a week since you brought it up. Um, James and Nick and I were driving down to St. George and we were meeting Jackson down there. So he wasn't part of the conversation at this point. But we had a good conversation. Nick and James and I hadn't been in the same car alone probably ever, which is kind of weird to think about. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to think about but uh, because we're all way great friends. But we were always – there was always someone else involved and I'd hang out with James a bunch. I'd hang out with Nick a bunch but never together. So it it was a fun car ride down there. And we brought up some funny old memories. But one memory that wasn't so funny, and it's not necessarily one particular memory, but uh, we were talking about like dating and girls in high school. And forgive me, everybody out there, um, if I don't present this in the most eloquent way again, because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, because it's been some 
it's definitely some trauma that uh, has <laughs> been uncovered. I'm worried. <laughs> and, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So anyway, uh, we were just kind of talking about dating girls and who we hung out with. And we all kind of knew who we would hang out with back in high school, girl-wise. But uh, then Nick just kind of like somberly brings up out of the blue. He's like, do you guys ever feel like our friendship with our friends had some sort of negative impact and affected the way that we hung out with girls um, like after high school and or that we were scarred in some way by our our interactions in high school. Ultimately, again, I'm doing a terrible job at explaining this, but basically in high school, we were all way tight. So there was your group and I'm not going to, when I say your group of friends, it's like we were all friends, but you guys kind of operated independently than like this other group. And I was I'll say I was kind of a bridge in high school, even though you yeah. knew like those kids beforehand. Yeah. So ultimately you guys were always hanging out with girls, had a pretty good balance of like dude time and girl time, but it was, it was a pretty positive environment when girls came around. Like you were stoked for each other. If you're like hanging out with a girl some night or like, okay, okay or, yeah, yeah. or dating somebody. Yeah. Now with our friend group, not quite the case for whatever reason, not the most supportive environment. <laughs> so for instance, Nick and I both kind of dated girls a little bit in high school, like one in particular, Nick, and one in particular for me, and we're not going to shout them out here, but, <laughs> and and actually Jackson did too. Ultimately, if you hang out with a girl once, maybe you kiss, whatever, who knows, you make out, whatever, good for you, dude, you know, pound it, you know, whatever, you, it, you're, it's, so, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to be happy for you. For sure. You hang out with her twice. Mm, like a cool dude, but yeah, like you should probably come play basketball or play Halo instead. Yeah. If you're hanging out with a girl for the third time, you're getting absolutely roasted by yeah. your friends. Absolutely roasted. And it gets to a point where you have to start making up lies that you're about to go <laughs> hang out with this girl instead of the group of guys finding out. Because if they find out after you're done hanging out with the girl and you're walking out to your car, you're going to find eggs on your car. You're going to find some sort of chips on your car. You're going to find some sort of chip dip on your car. <laughs> Shout out to Operation Cap for anybody that knows what that is. But uh, eventually you get scared out of wanting to hang out with girls more than three times because you know you're going to get roasted if you're not around to play Halo System Link or playing basketball on a Friday night at Mitch's Church. Shout out Burton Lane. Um, yeah. It was not a supportive environment. And for whatever reason in the car ride down there, Nick, James, and I, we really bonded over the fact. And I hate giving Flint credit for this, but it's all Flint's fault. <laughs> You're not giving him credit in a good way. It's not a good way, but he's still – he. I guarantee if he's listening to this, which he probably is. Um, I love the reverse shout-outs to Flint. That just happens so often. Reverse shout-out Flint. Reverse shout-out because honestly, for probably a couple – well, first of all, I never actually tried to date a girl in high school after like the first semester of sophomore year because I knew that it would lead to nowhere good because of the, the – <laughs> and it's not that. He'd rally the troops. Okay. And then when you're with Flint, he'd rally the troops against whoever else was there. <laughs> I don't know how many times we camped out in somebody else's house or in front of somebody's – You know what's funny? Talk to me. If Flint and, and, and you guys just had some patience, like – it would eventually just die off anyway. Like maybe, maybe always, always a few, maybe a few weeks later, and it's done. You, that's how our friends for operated. Sure. It was like, it was kind of just like, oh, we lost Carl for a couple weeks. Oh, we lost Gavin. Oh, we it, lost Kurt. And it wasn't even for the full night because we had home base at Cooper's basement. So it was like, you'd go hang out with a girl for a little bit, and then 
you know, all roads led to either Cooper's basement or the Chapman's basement, um, or sometimes Tom's house. And we'd all at, at some point get some FaceTime, you know right, what I mean? Right. Whether we brought the girl with us, whether it was just us, um, it didn't really matter at that point. And then, you know, you, and this is going to sound super bad, but you kind of get like bored with them as like just in high school, yeah, high school, school what do you expect, right? And, you know, it's just like, all right, well, you know, I think I'm just going to hang out with my friends tonight and then it slowly fades away and then you're on to the next, you know, thing and, and. Right. Um, it was just, it was good. And that's another thing that was brought up. You could never bring a girl around the group of guys that we hung out with yeah. because chances inside, like when you're in high school, you're still kind of figuring yourself out. Like you're trying to like act cool with the girl around, but also not too cool. And like, you're trying to figure out like who you are and you know, maybe your personality changes a little bit because especially if it's a girl you're into and if you're not acting yourself when the girl's around, you get roasted anyway. <laughs> why are you acting so weird? Nick, why are you being so awkward? It was, as you can tell, there's some unseated trauma there. there but is. we all got it. Every single one of us was on the receiving end of it, except for I, except for maybe Flint, because he was probably the... I, I, I can't keep giving him credit here, so we're just going to cut it off there. <laughs> all I know, as always, as we commence uh, the Grass is Greener segment, and when I say commence, I mean end. Um, yeah, it's commence. Yeah, like commencement speech. I always want... Actually, we'll go down that road another time. Um, the grass is greener where you water it, everybody. Remember that. Just remember that, guys. The grass is green where you water you it. You got to put some effort into some things. So, um, forgive me for uh, not presenting that in the most uh, excellent way, but I need to get that off my chest. So, we're kind of we're kind of rolling in high school right now, and in bonds and friendships, and we we actually have a funny bond that maybe not a lot of our listeners not know. James and not corporate notes, but go ahead. Um, so Berg and I, we talk about music all the time on this pod and, um, we actually, you know, put that passion into, um, fruition at different points in our lives. And we were a part of the same band, but at different times playing the same instrument, but at different times, uh, we were both bassists and I was at slash guitarist in a band called summer lights, shout out summer lights. And, um, I was there in high school in the few years following. Berg, you came back when the um, very passionately driven, um, you know, rebanding of the band got back together, recorded an EP and everything like that. Um, Rejuvenation, the renaissance, if you will, of Summer Lights. Yeah. um, In the 2010s, mid 2010s. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that a little bit. What was it like being in a band? So <laughs> the reason we're bringing this up is uh, starting – well, no. I think it's on November 18th, so six days from now. Uh, the EP, that's uh, – for those of you that don't know, that's like a shortened CD with uh, yeah. five songs. Um, from Start to Finish is its name. has its fourth birthday. And so Kurt and I were kind of talking about it and reminiscing. And um, I was talking to Tyson and Austin Barlow. Shout out Tyson and Austin. Shout out Pete also and shout out Peyton, uh, members of the band – of the current band anyway. And when I say does that mean I have, to, I have to shout out Kelly and I have to shout shout out Josh Recker? Yeah, and Mark and Mark shout out. <laughs> yeah, Mark shout out Trinity. Mark That's Trinity. a Trinity right there. The three bases, the three <laughs> bases of the apocalypse. But this is the thing. Um, so normally we have like a musical guest. Like a couple weeks ago, we talked about Machine Gun Kelly. Before that, we've done Newfound Glory. We've done a few other ones. But um, today we were thinking we, we'd have, and this story could go on forever about the Summer Lights uh, adventure. But ultimately. 
Um, Kurt is the original bassist of Summer Lights, we'll say. And I know AB played a little bit. Yeah, the original is actually AB. I played guitar and then there was a shift, but that was still with pretty close to the original lineup um, of when it was starting to get very serious. Right, and at that point in time, I was Summer Lights' biggest fan. I was all about like, you guys should go record, like Chivalry's Dead. Um, Sugar is the, the single that we might have to play right now. It's a great song. A great pop punk song, very classic. And I was always pushing you guys, go record, do this, do this. And so, what, you were, we were 18? Yeah. When I you guys moved to California to make the... No, we were night 1920. I think I was actually, by the time we got out to California... You guys were all on your missions and then starting to trickle back, and then we went out. I think I had my 21st birthday while in California. Okay. And I didn't have a musical bone in my body, so the closest thing I could get was cheering you guys on because you guys are great. And so, yeah, you guys moved to California, record a couple demos, and... Uh, not quite. So, what happened was... Break it down. Yeah. Do you guys remember when you all went on that cruise for spring break senior year? Yeah. Uh, so, it was our graduation cruise. So graduation. Was, yeah, that's what it was. Right. Instead, me and AB for our graduation oh, right. is we jumped in the Green Goblin, loaded up with as much equipment as we can, and drove to Fresno and recorded five song demos um, that weren't ever completed, which is pretty sad. Um, Chivalry's Dead. Chivalry's Dead was the one that was completed. Um, got put up on our MySpace. A lot of views on MySpace. A lot of listens on MySpace. It was hot. It's hot still blowing up. Um, so that's what we did. So that was you know senior year or at the end of senior year. Um, I still played the guitar at that time. I remember we, we definitely were jamming out quite a bit though because the night that uh, Davis basketball lost to Lone Peak, we actually had a show. Um, I think it was at the Avalon Theater. Um, that night, I remember jamming out on and like all of our friends showed up and they were still in their like Davis high gear or whatever. Um, and we, we uh, this, is, this is funny, we got into it with the guy who was putting on the show uh, me and Ty, specifically in AB, were screaming at this dude behind the stage because, like, we were supposed to go at one point and they put us ahead. Right. And we're playing earlier than we were supposed yep. to. So we and, ended and up, no one had showed up at that point. Yeah, no one had showed up. So we ended up wasting half of our set just, like, protesting and then came out and played, like, three songs, three or four songs. Um, I remember I was I was hyped. I got a good, good guitar spin in on stage, which was dope. Um so that was when I was still playing guitar. Speaking of guitar spins, I have to give Mark Kaiser, intern Mark, credit because I know his MySpace profile was like – it was like the very first GIF or GIF. Yeah. We'll call it a GIF. I'm a GIF That player. I ever saw was uh, – his picture was he was – he was I think he's spinning his bass yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mark loved that stuff, man. Mark had some stage He had presence, some stage man. presence, something I never did have. But nonetheless, anyway, continue. So yeah, that was you know when I was playing the guitar in the band and then um, – we had a guy named Josh Recker in the band who played guitar on that EP, and then eventually he he quit. Um, for about a week, I was going to jump into the lead guitar spot, and then me and AB flipped. I played bass. AB jumped into the lead guitarist um, role, and it was kind of that was it was a four piece at that point. Um, Kelly on the drums, Ty rhythm singing, which and AB uh, lead, which is still the same to this day for that. And then I was playing bass at that point. Um, did that for a while, and then the move to California came. Oh, okay. Um, it was me, Kelly, and AB living in California. Ty never ended up getting out there, but you know, it was the idea of going to 
to LA. It ended up being Orange County because we we liked Orange County, but right. going out to LA, Shout just, Irvine. yeah, trying to make it as a band, um, which is pretty funny. But uh, funny times, like we just worked, surfed, and then about three or four times a night, we had to rent a studio space. It wasn't really a studio; it was a practice space in Anaheim, about twenty five minutes away from our house. Um, and the whole like it was like so scary to leave your equipment there. It was just this tiny little like 10 by 10 room, concrete floor, um, smelt like pot all the time. The entire place just smelt like pot. Um, and we go down and we would jam and then go back and then, you know, that was our routine while living in California. And then, um, I'll never forget the call when we decided we're moving back home. It was actually ended up being a pretty emotional moment. Um, me and AB, me and AB talked and then we talked to Ty on the phone and we're like, let's just reevaluate this, like going forward. Let's kind of like tone it back. It's just like things, things just got. Let's be real here. It got. There's like a weird pressure that we put on ourselves for it, and like things weren't moving as fast as we wanted them to. Um, and we got to the point where it's like, you know, let's just like reevaluate what we want to do with this type thing, and we. Jumped in our cars. AB had that old Cadillac, the the boat um, that broke down. That car was so sweet. <laughs> on Razor Road in uh, by Baker, California, with the big thermometer. Um, so we we left. Reverse shout huge, out to Baker and Barstow. Yeah, we left this huge Ampeg eight by ten in that car, and through like the Goblin was like ev- everywhere, but like where I could see out of um, the driver's seat was basically stuff and then ab was just like everything on his lap type thing and we made it home um it's fitting because that road i swear in those cities are made up of carnies only and so the fact that the goblin was you know stashed like a a clown car makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) you should have seen this guy that came out but um yeah it was wild i mean i left a lot out like kelly quit at one point Tyson smacked him in the face at the subway, <laughs> at the Lagoon subway, um, because he bought this way sweet uh, drum kit, and then he wanted to keep it at his house and not like play with the band with it. <laughs> and Tyson, like, he quit that night or something. The fact that Ty slapped him is hilarious. Yeah, he went in. He went in like last minute, open palm, and slapped him. I feel really. That bad. is way selfish of Kelly. So he deserved. Well, it. I feel really bad, like the way I treated Kelly personally. Like I never really call him kelly it was either like f face or whatever seth yeah or seth at that point when he was uh rebranding himself who knew who knew clothing he was in our lifetime class and it was pretty funny like shout out honestly dude super talented yeah unbelievably talented drummer so shout out to kelly Travis parker jr uh no he was he was super good i feel bad for the way i treated him um but i'm a a kid at that point what do you mean um so um not my not my proudest moments but um I just, you know, we got back and then like we jammed, but we never really like, it never really got back obviously to the momentum that it was. Um, just, I think it was a burnout emotionally, not like a physical, like we we're like, we we're never a touring band by any means, but like emotionally it was just like things kept going wrong and we're just like burnout on it. So that, that was, you know, the, the Kurt lineup of Summer Lights just kind of, instead of going out with a bang, we went out with a whimper. And that's, it's really sad to say, but um, that's, that's how it went down for me. And then, and then 
the pot, it's, say it's a pot of, of water, it wasn't boiling and it, it got turned down to low and it wasn't even simmering but it was still left warm and that's when you come in a few years later. Fast forward a few years later. and We won't call it a simmer out really, we'll call it a planting of seeds. Okay. Um, and this is, I mean, this is kind of crazy. So like I said, never had a uh, musical bone in my body other than I like listening to the type of music and I was Summer Lights, arguably biggest fan, even though I did never make it out to a show. <laughs> you never saw us? Dude, that night that you guys played uh, after the Lone Peak game, yeah. we had baseball was starting and uh, we had baseball stuff that night. That's messed. Man. It is messed. Just kidding. Um, you never saw us at like Kilby Court or anything either? I never did, dude. It's one of my biggest regrets. Um, so ultimately, a few years go by. And this is, I think in 2015, I remember <laughs> I was on, I think, where was I? I think I was in Florence, Italy. Shout out Florence. Um, May 24th, actually on his birthday, random. Um, and I get this text from Ty and he says, dude, we've got some things in the making. Um, and he's like, I think we're getting the band back together because I was always supporting. So Ty was keeping me posted, which I appreciated. And uh, turns out that he... Um, they basically started getting like they wanted to record some songs. Some songs have been written and they're going to try and make something work. So I get home from Europe or whatever and I'm kind of stoked because again, I've always like, not to say this again, but I've always encouraged the you guys to like make something happen. And ultimately, a couple weeks in and I know, so Peyton, Peyton Allen, their cousin, shout out Peyton, was going to be the bassist. He kind of took your spot after you'd said, you know, you given a lot to the band and said, you know, I'm probably, probably good for this round, this go around. Yeah. I, I, I just said no. Yeah. And, uh, so I went over to kind of watch him practice and this and that. And, um, ultimately a couple days later, Ty sends me a text. He's like, dude, I have a proposition for you having no idea what it is. Um, and he meets me at the gym and says, dude, we want you to play bass in summer lights and Peyton's going to play the third guitar and we want to try and get the CP recorded. And, uh, you know, make something happen out of it. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to play the bass. Never played an instrument in my life. My mom never made me play piano. And uh, I think I played oh, Joy to the World on one of those Tyco xylophones for like That's key, <laughs> a Christmas talent day or something a long time ago. And I screwed up halfway through. So zero talent. Anyway, long story short, um, at this point, we hadn't become roommates yet. But I was like, I don't know. This might be weird. Like, first of all, I don't know how to play. And they're like, don't worry, we'll teach you. But I'm like, also, like, that's kind of Kurt's spot, you know? And I don't, it's like, it just feels weird. And so I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, not a ton, but yeah. just like, and secretly in your head, you're probably just thinking, well, yeah, good <laughs> no. luck. Good luck. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we end up uh, practicing for like, this is in the summer of 2015. Um, they teach me how to play the bass. It basically took a year for me to be able to like be somewhat competent with the <laughs> strings. And, uh, then we started writing some songs. Um, we tried out some drummers. We found Pete. Shout out Pete from Logan. He'd drive down two times a week and uh, ended up going to record um, some songs that you guys had kind of started, or at least a couple. Some of them. And uh, ultimately went to Chicago and recorded with a guy who has produced a few other bands that are well-known in the scene, um, State Champs and Knuckle Puck. Um, shout out Seth Henderson. And ultimately we recorded from start to finish. And that's the name of the EP. Very, very fitting name from start to finish after all of that. Um, and, I, and you know what? Like, for real. And this is taking, like, ourselves out of the equation. I, I was super happy for Ty and AB to, like, finish that and go out and do it. Um, you know, the, the amount of hours they put into that band. And, and, like, not taking anything away from us. Like, right. you know, they put a lot of hours into that. I remember, like, just 
sitting and talking plans and stuff, throwing the football around in their basement. Um, and, you know, shout out to them. I, I, was, I was super happy they finished it and how, how not only finished it, but how good it came out too. Dude, yeah. I mean, literally they were there from start to finish from the whole thing. And it was cool to, I mean, play some shows in front of friends and stuff. And I'd always felt, I always felt somewhat unworthy to be jumping up and down on, on stage a little bit just because of the, the basis that came before me. But uh, they, they, I, I was standing on the shoulders of giants, as they say. <laughs> Whatever. And, wait, 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 wait a minute. When, in my, my oral history, when did Mark come in? I think Mark came so in. So it was, I remember talking about it in like February of 2019. Or no, excuse me, 2009. He played with Wrecker. He was in the band when Wrecker was in the band. Might have been. I'm super confused. Because then, if it was Wrecker, then what did... Maybe it was post-Wrecker. I don't know. I, I, I mean, yeah, maybe, it would have been around. Maybe I was still playing the third guitar, AB. I remember you guys talking about it in the hot yeah. tub at Red Rocks um, before we went to Vegas as Cosbo. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Cosbo. <laughs> anyway, um, it was fun to be part of something. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. So the, the record turns four. Um, interestingly enough, it's no longer on. Uh, it's no longer on iTunes. We've been hijacked by some Indonesian <laughs> Indonesian band. They got a hold of our account and uh, they've screwed around with some stuff. So I'm trying to get it back up. But some songs are on YouTube. The songs are on Bandcamp. So if you look it up, oh, Bandcamp, Summer Lights from start to finish. Um, there is rare footage. Colby has of me playing the bass since I had left the band. That's right. Um, very rare. Who knows? But. Um, Honestly, shout out to music. Shout out to people who love music. I'll say, I'll say this every time. Um, just music's awesome. So shout out to people who love it. Amen. So um, that was a fun, pretentious for ourselves walk around memory lane. We didn't actually ourselves. plan to talk about it that much. And then it kind of came up as we were talking beforehand. Yeah. Um, so we can – I don't know how long we've been going. About an hour here. Um, we did open the mailbag. So I feel like we owe it to our fans to, to get around that. But first, on some local sporting news, Berg. And I want to hear your take on this. Just, you know, BYU's top 10, whatever they're at right now. Do we buy the hype? Do we care about the hype? That's the real question. Oh, so, I'm, I mean, naturally this is our podcast. So we can say whatever the heck we want. I haven't watched a single down of BYU football. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> Randomly enough, I was, <laughs> I was on a date with somebody and she literally pulled the BYU game up on, the, on her phone at dinner because they made us sit next to each other because of social distancing, whatever. And so we watched a few plays when they were, it was like, I don't know. Wow. It was, it was interesting. And she was, she's diehard BYU football fan, which I found really interesting. Um, I can't remember what team it was against, but they were dog crap. And that's the problem. They play exactly. a lot of dog crap teams. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting to here is it just doesn't feel real. Even though I know the PAC 12 is the only league that's not, or the only conference it's not playing right now. Um, well, I th- they are now. Well, is it official? Yeah, USC's play. They played last week. Oh, well, that shows how much I know. Um, <laughs> and so I guess that, to me, like, I'm not super excited about it, you know? And I'm not anti-BYU either. Like I've said in the past, they're maybe my second favorite college football team. I'm not super into college football, but I still, obviously not this yeah. year, tune in. So um, do we care? No. <laughs> I guess is the answer. Does it matter? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, same boat. My father-in-law and brother-in-law are huge BYU fans, so I... I- catch some plays here and there um 
I just think, you know, whenever like a school around here is getting national notoriety, that's pretty dope. So I guess at that point it's cool. But long run, do I even really care about college football a ton? Not really. Um, not enough just bandwidth to get super into it. It's, it's a sport that a lot of people get really deep into, and I'm just scratching the surface. I like uniforms, and I like players. Yeah. Ever since uh, NCAA football, the EA sports game, went down, my, my interest for whatever reason, the NCAA went down. Anti- so maybe shout out who EA sports for not just pay the players that, yeah, somehow. Just come on, guys. Okay. All right. Let's open up the mailbag. Let's open it up. I don't know how much we got. Actually, I do have one. I want to start this out right off the bat. Okay. Um, I got – actually, it wasn't even like an answer to your mailbag. It was a direct text. Oh. Okay. So our boy, my boy specifically, Gavin, who is, you know, my gentle little friend from down south. Shout out, Gavin. Sorry I didn't come say what's up. Apparently being two uh, blocks away from your house. <laughs> That's twice. We've, we've each done trips. Maybe I need to just go down specifically to visit Gavin. But he asked me directly, here's a question for your mailbag. If we met at the River Court, which is a One Tree Hill reference, right now, how many points would I beat you by, 15 or 20? Gavin, you're coming in a little hot, bro. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to play with my left hand. So is this basketball? This is basketball. Okay. One-on-one. I'm going to play with my left hand, and I'm going to beat you by five. I'm see. I don't know. I think I've played against Gavin once, and it was a two-on-two tournament. We remember we did a little tournament in St. George when we before we went to Vegas for spring break in like 2014. I don't know if you remember that at that church, and yeah. no one had like good shoes except for Gavin and Wes, and maybe you because you live down there. Yeah, around then, and so I haven't seen Gavin play. You and I have played one-on-one relatively frequently over the past few years, and I get wiped. Mm, not necessarily, but it would be interesting. To see this matchup, I think that, and here's the thing. This is why I think I could beat Gavin. I'm, I'm just joking about the left hand thing. Okay, yeah. I'm not that big of a tool. I think I could, I could beat Gavin right now because I'm used to playing someone bigger than me. Now all of a sudden, I have that in my advantage. It's my advantage. I'm a little bit bigger, longer than Gavin. That's it. Let's book it. Let's book the game. Let's do it. Gavin, I don't know when. Gavin, are you coming up for Christmas or something? I don't know. Hit me up, dude. Um, but the answer to your question is, you're not beating me. And I will say that the verdict is still out on that, but I do, no offense to Gavin, I might have my money on Pruitt just because we have played quite a bit lately, and um, yeah, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Okay, shout out to Gavin and Carly. Gavin also also asked, um, from Carly's Instagram, um, is is Gavin Instagramless? Yeah. Instagramless Gav? Yeah, thank goodness. Just kidding. (laughs) Think about this though, Instagramless Gav. But really, is Graham there instantly? Graham the kid? Oh! Shout out to Graham. Gavin's, shout out to Graham. Gavin shout son. out to Harvey. Uh, Harvey. I feel like there's something to be read into an Instagramless Gav. But um, he asks from Carly's Instagram, does Berg still tape his mouth shut and when he sleeps? <laughs> the answer to that, and for anybody that's completely perplexed by that question, go ahead and listen. I honestly don't remember what episode. We're 24 deep at this point. So maybe episode like eight. I don't know, um, where there are some scientific benefits to making sure that your mouth doesn't open when you sleep. Typically, mine doesn't, but there was a point in time where I realized it did, and I was waking up with like kind of like uh, dry mouth, like maybe. dry mouth and stuff, and it was really weird. My sleep wasn't as deep, and so the way to correct that is to tape your mouth shut. It trains your brain, and you get deeper sleep. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. We're not going into science, but you got to wipe away and flush away the beta amyloid plaque. 
that develops around your brain and causes Alzheimer's. And you can only do that when you get into the deepest level of sleep. Your brain actually shrinks and your brain literally goes, your, your head basically puts your brain through a car wash um, with some fluid and liquid that washes away the plaque that builds up and causes Alzheimer's. But you need to have deep sleep to get there. And if you don't do that, then your brain never goes through the car wash. Then it comes out all muddy because you never wash it. So That's great to tell an insomniac on a live podcast, bro. Dude, and it doesn't help that we just slammed 350 milligrams of caffeine. Shout out to Adrenaline Shock once again. Um, but anyway, no, I don't because I don't wake up uh, with dry mouth anymore. And my sleeping detectors, the ring that I wear and uh, the app that I use tell me that I'm getting enough deep sleep and I wake up refreshed. So wow. if things start to go down that road again, yes, I will be breaking out the tape. Okay. I will never forget the Snapchat you sent me with tape <laughs> on your mouth burnt into my memory, but – this is the thing is someone who uh, doesn't have to worry about scaring a wife every night um, with taping their mouth shut and literally I only have to see myself in the mirror, which is still a little sad. Um, I can get away with taping my mouth tape shut. Tape my mouth shut? I wish I could tape her mouth shut. <laughs> Boomer Hoomer. <laughs> Next question. And you know how we said that the hate was one-sided <laughs> earlier in the pod? It's officially become a two-way street. Um so shout out, shout out to them. Next question. We're moving along here. Um, oh, let me pull them back up. Next question from intern Mark. When are you having your next podcast guest? Mark, I feel like this is something that you're trying to insinuate. Um, see if Tony Jones will jump on. Shout out to Tony Jones, first of all, for holding it down for all of Jazz Nation yeah. in the media. Um, by far, probably aside from us too, um, the best you know jazz media and uh, jazz opinion piece yeah. well, um, givers. I just feel like Thoughts Media and The Athletic, like, there's some bad blood there. We'll see if we can get TJ on. Um, good guy, personal friend. Uh, we'll see We'll see if we can get him on. I just feel like maybe, like, there's just some back-end, like, legality issues that we can't get around for that. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. Um, that's not a flex. It's just a fact. And maybe <laughs> I can... <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we could get him to maybe we could get him to join on. When he sees the numbers that we do with every, every episode, I mean, I don't know how he could say no. So... Well, we will see. Um, but we do need a guest on, and it would be fun to have Mark on as uh, a member of the Holy Trinity of bass players and yeah. summer lights. So anyway, uh, moving along. Next up, these two questions are somewhat similar. One is from Ryan Osterlo. Shout out, Osterlo. Uh, a very, very um, loyal listener. And he says, the people demand a dating update of Seabird. For those of you that don't know, that's me. Oh. And... I don't know if it's the people or him, but actually, you know what? There's another question in here regarding kind of the same thing. And we've already gone through the grass is greener um, segment of this this uh, this episode. And so to dive into my dating life right now would be an expedition of epic proportions, I feel like. And I don't say that because it's – I mean that sounds somewhat braggadocious and it's not supposed to come across that way. But uh, maybe it's – I think the better analogy would be like – We'd ha- it, it's like studying black matter, you know, in space. I feel like you're missing a word in the middle of that. What is that? In the middle of black matter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I am. And it's true. Um, um, but for real, black matter, scientifically, man, that stuff's crazy. Or dark matter. That's the one I was looking that's, for. That's exactly. Antimatter sometimes, if you will. Are they two different things, dark matter and antimatter? Not sure. And that's what I'm saying is there's a lot of like there's, – There's a lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns, a lot of gray area and uh, a lot of things that hopefully um, 
we'll be able to, to iron out soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, shout oh, out to Oslo. Good hook to keep us, you know, keep those stay listeners tuned. coming back. It's not only about plays. It's about getting people to come back. Marketing 101. 100%. The second question, kind of in the same realm, not trying to be greedy here. Chafe16, shout out Chafe Daddy, shout out Chafe, um, asks the question. And we may need to have our intern on this one. Okay. He asks. We're going to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have, mm, we'll have to address that another time. And uh, let's hope hope that not that any of you know what was just said, but uh, we hope that that question won't be framed that way moving forward. But time will tell. I should know in the next. I always say the next month, but you never know. Um, shout out to Mag's lashes. Shout out to uh, Maggie and Mr. Mag's, aka Mark intern, intern Mark. Um, We're a family here on the Thoughts Pod, aren't we? Right. There's so much connection, you know. Maggie also asks the question of the year. <laughs> and uh, that also will be addressed another time. So shout out to, to, to Maggie. Moving along here. Um, next up. And this, I love how we're more than an hour into this. or Way more than an hour. And Jeremy Wicker. Shout out to Jeremy Wicker. Shout out Chicago Flying. Shout out to a formerly way fun backyard. Hopefully it's still fun. They had a, an outdoor volleyball court. Super nice. Volleyball court. Super, Super great. Nice. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Jeremy Wicker was one of the best and most loyal members, uh, team members of our Clash of Clan back in 2013, 14, 15, kind of in that time frame. Donating machine. Um, he says we're great, which we appreciate. It's something we already know, but we appreciate the affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I always need those words of affirmation, man. And he, he asked us to talk politics and the election for sure. And that is a can of worms. It is a can of worms. So I'm just going to say... It's November 12th. It's looking like Joe Biden will be elected, and which means President Trump will uh, be escorted or maybe he will voluntarily walk out of office at the beginning of the new year. We don't know. Um, you know, what I would say is that – not to get too deep here. and I'm Actually, it's not deep. I'm, that's also kind of a pretentious thing to say. I think – and this has kind of been said a lot lately, but the change in this country is on us. It's on the people. The president isn't necessarily going to change. Um, he, obviously, he can impact various things, and she can potentially too, depending on uh, how uh, Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? Do you think he's going to die? He might, dude. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. But it's on us to be better people. It's on us to be hard workers. It's on us to be compassionate. It's on us to not get in stupid arguments on Facebook because nothing ever is accomplished in a Facebook or Instagram argument. But if we can all be proud of our country, uh, we all work hard. And even though we're all dealt different hands in life, um, instead of you know complaining about things necessarily being unfair one way or another, um, I think if we all work hard and then maybe people that are granted better or dealt better cards, a better hand, can be a little more compassionate. Um, because we're all on the same team. I've said that before. Uh, I think this world would be a better place. I think this country would be a better place. Wow. I feel like I need to be playing like some Uncle Sam music in the background. Maybe, dude. Let's get that fired up. Um, Make me sound more patriotic. Yeah. uh, Without diving in too deep either, um, I personally, and you know, there's things going around that the election is rigged and things like that. I personally think that um, Rigged or not, I don't think you can find 100,000 whatever votes you need across five states that rigged. So um, 
I just think we need to kind of accept what is going to happen, whether you like it or not, and start moving forward as a nation and do everything Colby just said. It's about us. It's on us, everybody. Shout out to Jeremy Wicker. Um, next question, Logan Barber. Shout out, Logan. Uh, best softball pitcher in Kaysville. He asks, what you got in that home gym? Kurt, what do you got in your home gym? I have those, uh, what are the push-up things called? Perfect push-ups. Perfect push-ups. Uh-huh. A little pull-up bar. Perfect. And I got some bands. And you got your body. I that's got all my you need. Body. That's all I need. And I got, and I have an ab roller. Good. Um, I have Sunny, my companion for my runs. And I just have the world, man. And you need Sunny, especially when it's cloudy outside. Amen. Um, and I've got a lot of other things that uh, you can look at my Instagram story today and, and learn about. And I won't, you don't need to go into that, but it's pretty much everything I need. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I haven't had to venture into Vasa in over a month because I pretty much have everything I need at this point in my house. Good job, Cole. Thanks, dude. It's, uh, yeah. Last question. Jackson asks, how, Jackson Stevenette, how fast can you run a 40? Which we've addressed. And I'm surprised he brings it up because he was a little bummed that I beat him by .01 second. But, uh. Jackson, man. How, come on, dude. .01? .01. Man, you start training, Jax. We'll see you in, uh. We'll see you in next, uh, next November. In, in November or summertime? Well, hopefully summertime. It'd be fun if we could do it in summer. Yeah, get it, get outside. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, all the mailbags that we want to go through today. We've got about 700 more, but uh, we're running a little long here, so we'll, we'll cut it off at that. Yeah, and in that case, we're going to wrap it up. I don't know, listeners, if we're going to get another one out before Thanksgiving. Uh, we did want to get a Thanksgiving pod in. We might double dip there if we can find some time, but we have a lot of content that we need to work on for you guys, so we might see you after Thanksgiving. But as always, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your support and this is Kurt Pruitt and and this is Colby Berg and wait we can't end yet because I forgot the last question I'm sorry oh curveball and this one's an interesting one Marquise Newman asks shout out Marquise he's my neighbor um we have great uh, great chats he has the one of the coolest golden doodles out there shout out to Sonny the golden doodle here shout out to Coda his golden doodle um shout out to his wife Denali they're great great neighbors um we always talk jazz and uh I uh, I hesitate to say more about those jazz conversations, but he is asking who the jazz should draft with the 23rd pick in the NBA draft. And I know we're we're just about signing off here, but do you have any opinions on the draft, Kurt? Uh, the McDaniel's what's his name? Jaden McDaniel's. McDaniel's is long, plays defense, play on the wing. Pretty, I'm signed up for a defender, a wing defender. So I have a source who I was talking to in the summer. And this source has something to do with the Jazz organization. And this source was pretty high on Jaden McDaniels. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. Obviously, lots of things can change and develop since the summer. Um, but he's, he's a pretty athletic dude. Um, can shoot it. He can create his own shot. Pretty solid on the defensive end. I'll be honest. I haven't watched a ton of him. His shot looks a little goofy. A little. Not a lot, but a little goofy. The Matrix, Sean, Ma- Sean Marion. Is that supposed to be... Like a, a point that it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, a long NBA career. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't mean that his NBA career is doomed. Okay. Um, also, that is that Bain guy still on our... Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. He's, Robert Woodard apparently is another guy. Give me a guy that plays D and does cool dunks so we have some... Right. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to say is we really don't need a point guard. We've got the point guard situation pretty well locked up. 
We don't really need a center. I don't know what's going to happen with Tony Bradley. I don't know what's going to happen with Ed Davis. I can only hope that either we get rid of Tony Bradley and Ed Davis. Shout out to them both. I, I appreciate them both. And we bring in somebody else. Um, or I don't know what. We need a wing is what it comes down to. Maybe a, a defense. I mean, obviously everybody wants a 3 and D wing. But, uh, you know, someone that can fit in the system. Maybe take some of the defensive load off Royce. But also not uh, send our offense into some four-on-five situation because right. he can't shoot. Well, you got to be realistic with what the twenty-third pick. Yeah, and that's the you got to be realistic. You're going to find maybe a rotational guy at that point. I won't lie. I always have that thought in my head, like, oh, maybe we find the Rudy Gobert of the draft. You know, we drafted him at twenty-seven uh, a few years ago, and at the same time, we've passed up on some guys that would have uh, helped us out greatly in the year. So it's always a crapshoot. I don't know. A lot of mock drafts have us picking the kid from Arizona, Josh Green. I think he's six-six. He's nineteen. Um, you know, he can play a little bit too. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. The draft is on the 18th and, uh, that's what, six days away. And then free agency starting. There's a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, so we're going to have to have an the next podcast pod. will be fun. Yeah. Um, there should be lots of NBA stuff to talk about. All right. Well, uh, look forward to that guys. We're, we're going to get back on some Utah jazz stuff. We've been talking about a lot of other stuff, a lot of other thoughts inside our head. Um, but, but until then, this time we're signing off for real. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Bye. Tonight, oh wait, to get the chance for me to say it.